makes music. Yo, what is up? How's it going? Welcome to the Blake Makes Music podcast. I've already got someone that is chatting, which is awesome. Uh, looks like uh, Dark Scales. How you doing? Um, so this is kind of a new setup. So I'm pretty excited. I can't wait to uh, to go over a couple of uh, really cool things. As you can see from the title of the episode, today we're going to talk about how to get a job at a recording studio with little uh, to no experience, which is pretty great. Uh, so we're going to get into that segment in just a minute. If you are watching, uh, go ahead and, and chat. I should be able to see it fine on YouTube, Facebook, and on um, Twitch. Twitch is the preferred, uh, so would be pretty pretty cool. Uh, but hey, Dark Scales, uh, I appreciate you joining in. Um, you know, you uh, your chat didn't make it on the screen yet because we're running the intro. So, uh, so anyways, yeah, welcome to the podcast. So this is going to be our new setup. I can't wait to um, to go over all of the cool, exciting things. This is not my normal setup. Uh, if you've seen me online, uh, you probably noticed that. I don't ride Harleys. So this is my parents' house. I've got a temporary setup here. Um, <laughs> Jared. yeah, The pink stamp. Hey, you know what, man? You've got one too, you know? My friend... Uh, Jared and I went to a toy convention. I'm going to show some of the cool stuff that we that uh, that we picked up. But, anyways, I want to kind of talk a little bit about the podcast and uh, and what uh, what's going on here. So, I uh, moved to Texas. I moved to Texas. I am at my parents' house until the house is ready. A few months. My wife and my daughter are going to be uh, moving here. We're going to live with my parents for a little bit. And then when the house is ready, we're going to have a new podcast studio, which is going to be pretty awesome. And I can't wait. And uh, so what we're doing, because uh, I've got little time throughout, throughout the week, um, we're doing a combination YouTube video, podcast, live stream. We're going to do all of the editing and all of that good stuff. So uh, all at the same time. You know why? Because I don't have time during the week anymore because I also got a new job. So I am a social media strategist for a financial company. Um, I took that job on the 3rd of January and that's really kind of what uh, propelled the move. So I'm here in Texas doing the big transition and I can't wait. I'm in the, uh, the uh, New Braunfels area between Austin and San Antonio. I love it. It's great. And uh, so that means that if I got a new job, my old job's gone. Sadly, but happily, right? New beginnings. So uh, if you are watching and you're like, who is this guy? What is he doing? Why should I uh, pay attention to what this guy does? It's, uh, well, I was a career advisor at a, uh, at a school, for, uh, at a college, actually. And um, so I worked there for about four years helping musicians um, take their career to the next level, monetizing their content, building a fan base, all of that good stuff. I would do all of these things one-on-one -on -one for the most part, a couple of events. Um, I made a lot of friends, made a lot of um, contacts in the industry. I came up with a system, with a system for musicians to take their career to the, to the next level, building their career like a small business as opposed to trying to get famous. 
and uh, it works. It works. So instead of focusing on, you know, trying to, you know, win big, focus on Main Street. Start a small business, and that's what the concept's about. So, uh, so yeah, pretty cool. And right before I, uh, I took that job and I moved, I, uh, I wrote a book, which is pretty cool. I wrote a book, and uh, you can get that book for free at musicadvice.io. If you go to that, you should be able to check it out, or you can go to rockmyrecords.com slash books. Or just go to rockmyrecords.com. That's where all of my catalog is um, for all the stuff that I do. That's where I host it. Um, BlakeMakesMusic.com is the interactive part where it's the podcast. It's the live show. I've got merch. I've got all kinds of cool stuff there. You can leave me uh, messages and whatnot, which is pretty awesome. And um, so, yeah. So, anyways, what you can expect now is going to be um, I'm going to try to get a schedule down. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do uh, Saturday or Sunday. I might do both depending on how much time I've got. And we're going to talk about uh, a specific su- uh, subject in the music industry. And uh, we'll go from there. And as people come in and uh, view the chat, they can ask questions and I can uh, hopefully answer them for you. So welcome if this is the first time you're hearing this on uh, podcast platforms, seeing this on video platforms, I really appreciate you joining. Um, we've got uh, a couple of cool things to talk about. I did want to throw this out there because there, uh, you'll see some Patreon type of um, uh, you know, you know, links, things like that for me. I just want to let you know I am working on uh, updating that. So. If uh, basically I'm combining all the tiers into one manageable tier. So right now I've got three. Um, and I realize it's a little pricey for some of the things that I'd like to do. So what I'm doing is I'm combining it into one, one tier that's affordable for most people. If they need some extra uh, career help, it's not that much money, but also, you know, we're here for, uh, for free if you want to chat too. So um, all of the stuff that, uh, I do here for the most part is uh, free music advice, hanging out with people, checking out music, doing all kinds of stuff. So with that, what I'd like to do is uh, play a little snippet for everybody. I've got my own commercials here, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, I'd like to feature the Patreon. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. All of the stuff from Blake Makes Music is absolutely 100% free, except for the Patreon. But what is Patreon? Patreon is a way for people to connect with their favorite creators in a cool, unique way. You can get some cool, unique perks and benefits to your favorite creators online. The Blake Makes Music podcast uses Patreon to connect with those who may need a little extra help with their music career. Join the music club on Patreon. You'll get some exciting benefits like a personal phone call from yours truly, start guides, cheat sheets, music industry contacts, music feedback, resume writing help, weekly Zoom sessions. You can even influence what kind of stuff is talked about on the show. Curious to what else I can help you with on your music career? Check out the Blake Makes Music Patreon by visiting musicadvice.io. Okay, cool. So I make my own commercials because uh, I don't like to run Twitch ads. And when we do this live stream sort of thing, um, then uh, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't really work, you know, if you're doing it to multi- multiple channels. So, um, so anyways, I... I <laughs> 
As you could probably see in the video, um, my buddy Jared there, he's, make, he's, he's talking about this stamp. We went to a, uh, a toy convention, vintage toy convention, and uh, I went out and got some uh, stuff for, uh, for what would be the new studio. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, a new studio for the podcast. Check this out. Jared, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, this is going to be kind of front and center. I love stuff like this. So thank you so much. Um, this is a birthday gift, which is next month. Yours is next month. So I got to find you something really cool for your birthday because this is awesome. Thank you. And what I'd like to do also is uh, I'd like to show you one of the co-hosts when we do move to the new studio. DJ Darth. Oh, yeah. This thing's huge. This is going to be awesome. So I'm super excited. And uh, yeah, Jared, Jared, uh, if you missed it in the, uh, the video part of the, the chat, says he was once the co-owner of a startup uh, rock house music production company. My business partner decided to leave and go to school in Cali. What do I do with the crushing debt that I was left with? I had bought 40 uh, shirt SM58 mics and now use them as uh, cooking utensils how can you put them back to the music industry okay uh to use in the music industry jared um <laughs> yeah jared and i did start a uh we did start a uh, a production company where we uh we tracked a couple of bands and stuff it was a lot of fun and um it was it was great if you can't tell uh jared is a uh pretty funny guy and uh, once the podcast studio is set up, he's uh, obviously welcome to be a guest. It'll be great. So anyways, um, what I'd like to do now is uh, I'd like to kind of talk about the main the main part while you're here, right? Like you're here to kind of, you know, if you found this on YouTube or something, you're probably here to figure out why you, uh, you know, if you want to find a job at a recording studio, it's the new year. A lot of people are looking for work. You might be in school, something like that, right? And uh, how do you get a job at a recording studio, right? It's actually really easy. It's easier than you think it is, all right? So I don't have all the bullet points written down, so I'm kind of doing this off the top of my head. Um, and uh, this is just based off experience. So when I was a, um, in audio engineering school, I went to go get an internship. I was there for like quite a while, you know? I was there for quite a while. I was young. I had two jobs. Um, but I learned a lot. But it didn't turn into a job, unfortunately. It didn't turn into a job. So that happens to a lot of people when they go get an internship. They don't really know what they're doing, how to ask for a, how to ask for a job or how to put themselves in a position where they, um, they're setting themselves up for a job. You know what I'm saying? Going to the right place, looking for the right things, not knowing where to look. So... The way you get a job at a recording studio is not like you get a job on any like for any other place. It's not like that. It's super old school. So let's say you live in a major city. Uh, let's say Los Angeles, New York, Houston, places like that. It's at, there's tons of studios everywhere, right? Um, if you're in a smaller town, there's probably a little bit less, um, which is you know that's pretty normal, right? But here's what you do. There's two ways to get jobs at, uh, at a recording studio, okay? So if it's a commercial recording studio, they've got clients coming in all the time. Um, they don't post their job, their, their job postings when they're looking for people. 
you have to pursue them. So here's what you do. Um, you're going to need to get a big list, do a, a bunch of research of all the recording studios in your area. And, um, and so there's, um, there's going to be a, um, a directory of recording studios on the Patreon for people who maybe are too lazy to do the research and all the major cities, um, which is pretty cool. But let's say you find a list of like 10 recording studios in your area and you're looking to get a job. First thing you have to ask yourself is how much experience do you have? That's super important. If you're in school or you've been, you know, recording yourself or other people, that's going to be the first thing that you're going to want to kind of like evaluate yourself. Can you help? Are you useful? And if you're useful, great. If you're not, let's talk about that for a second. If you're not useful in a recording studio, but you want a job, uh, you need to get an internship. You should be paid. If you're not useful, you shouldn't be paid. Uh, you need to go there to learn. You're probably going to have to do a little cleanup work. It's normal, run errands, maybe that kind of stuff. You're, you want to be there and you want to learn. Now, if you go to school to be an audio engineer, uh, and I'll probably do a whole segment about going to school for music in another episode, possibly, uh, the do's, the don'ts, what to consider, all of that good stuff. Um, and you know, we can talk more about that, but let's say you are in school, you're in school or you just graduated school and you've got some skills. I'm going to talk about that for a second. So you get the list of the recording studios and then you should have their emails and phone numbers. That's pretty easy to find. And you may have a name. Uh, the list that I'm compiling on the Patreon has all of that information and a whole lot more. So what you'll do is you'll create an Excel sheet and you'll keep track because here's the thing. You're going to call. You're going to ask if they're hiring, obviously, and they're going to tell you no. They always tell you no. All right. But you want to get a name of the uh, person who runs the studio. That's what you're trying to do. So let me give you an example. You call them up. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, how's it going? This is John. Uh, I'm a recent graduate at the blah, blah, blah school. Or I've been doing blah, 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 you know, recording bands. I just want to know if you have any entry level opportunities. No, we don't. Okay, no problem. Can I send my resume over to the hiring manager? Uh, you know, is there a good email just in case you have some uh, sessions up and you need some help, right? Uh, they'll give you an email address most likely. They go, awesome. Uh, and what's the studio manager's name? James. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. You're probably talking to an intern or a runner, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, and they're probably not going to write any of this stuff down. All right. You want to talk to the studio owner in this situation. We'll talk to, to James, right? So you write that down. You call him on a Monday. You leave him alone. You wait the following Monday or Tuesday after that. And then you call and you ask for James piece of cake, right? So you say, Hey James, how's it going? Uh, my name is John. I'm a, a, a recent grad. I'm looking for an opportunity at your studio. I'm seeing if you're, uh, if you're hiring and you do this, you call them every couple of weeks and you follow up with an email. To James, right, or whoever, whatever their name is, and um, you do that over and over again, and you're not, you don't want to do it so frequently that you're being annoying, and you definitely d never, never go to the studio, okay? If you go to the studio and ask for a job, like knock on the door, they're going to tell you to uh, to leave, basically. You're you're interrupting a session. They are working, okay? So here's what happens: you get on the um, the cycle of calling them up and then you will uh, keep track. So you want to do 
your 10 studios, do that in order, maybe on a Monday, keep track of it, send your resume, follow up, all that good stuff. But the first thing you have to think about before you do any of this is you have to understand you're not going to come in and just get a job as a uh, as the head engineer, okay? You're not going to do that. There's a hierarchy, all right? The hierarchy is, is that you've got the head engineer or the owner, right? Uh, they are not always the same people. Sometimes there's multiple engineers, but there's someone running the show, the studio manager, somebody that is taking the clients, making sure everything's running properly if it's a larger studio. Most recording studios that are really large maybe have 10 people. That's a large studio. So getting in uh, to a studio like that is pretty difficult. And um, so what you want to do is you want to think about what's under that. Well, there's the assistant engineer. What does the assistant engineer do? Well, they're setting up mics, making sure everything's cool, setting up templates, uh, running cables, all of that stuff, making sure that the engineer's, the main engineer's job is much, much, much easier. That's all they're there for, okay? Um, then under that, you've got the runner. The runner, or sometimes people call him gopher, as in like, you know, gopher stuff. Uh, Amanda Garza, thanks for, thanks for liking the stream. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And as this goes on YouTube and other platforms, you'll get an automatic shout out. So thank you. Um, so anyways, you'll uh, you'll be no, they'll be known as a gopher or a runner. You know, it kind of depends on what part of the country you're in. If you're in the South, for some reason, it's a gopher. You know, go for this, go for that, go get this, go get that. Um, but if you're you know in New York, LA, other places like that, Nashville, whatnot. Um, it's going to be known as a runner. Now, here's the thing. If you're in that position, you have to have a car. If you don't have a car, go get a car. Okay? Um, borrow a car. Uh, do something if you can. If you don't have a car, that's your first step. You're, if you don't have a car and you want to work at a recording studio, you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even bother. Okay? You're not there yet. All right. Uh, maybe if you're an intern, but we're going to talk about that in a second. But if you want to help out, you're going to go run errands. And it's not always going to go pick up booze and food and stuff like that. Uh, but most of the time, it is. Okay. But let me, let me give you an example. Let's say you got a session and the guitar player, excuse me, they break strings. It happens. Or they need to change, you know, fresh stuff. Uh, fresh strings. Sorry. Someone uh, tried to contact me on my uh, phone there and got distracted. Uh, so they need fresh strings. You got to run a guitar center. Well, you're not really going to run to guitar center. You're going to make a run to guitar center. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be driving. So you have to know all of those things and you have to get there. So if you don't have a car, sorry, you're not qualified yet. That's part of the part of the gig. So a lot of people that are young don't have vehicles yet. Go get a job that pays you enough where you can save some money that maybe isn't even music related and save up for that car. No one said it had to be a BMW. It just needs to get from point A to B and then it needs to work and it needs to uh, do the job, right? Um, I think uh, the car that it goes is important. Uh, obviously, insurance is important too because uh, you don't want it to be unsafe, right? So you want to make sure that you get a vehicle and what are you going to be doing as a runner? Well, you're not just running around doing errands. You're going to be doing a lot of other things too. This is where the hospitality thing comes in. Now, 
if you don't have experience as a um, like an engineer, if you have customer service experience, or you have um, like hospitality experience, these are the kind of people that they're looking for. Why? Because there's a there's the only reason why people, artists or bands or famous or not, go to a recording studio is um, it is more expensive than doing it at home or hiring it out somewhere else. But they do it because it's a cool place. It's a vibe thing, right? So why would they go to the recording studio uh, for like let's say 100, 200 bucks an hour, and um, and then. You know, versus like going to a friend's house, hiring a really great engineer with the gear that they need, and that's it, and it's like 50 bucks an hour. Well, they're doing that because hospitality. They're making them feel comfortable. They're writing in the moment. It's a creative thing. Um, so, oh, Amanda Garza, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, your father did uh, music on uh, Ghoulies 2. I think that's how you say it. This is a great podcast, people. He's spitting truth. I appreciate that, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you so much. So when you, um, when you're a, um, a runner, your job or your main goal uh, on a personal level is probably going to be just a tad different than what they're wanting you to do. Okay. So you're going to make sure you do your job, make sure everything's cleaned up. I'm not even kidding. Like when you go to a recording studio, notice how every little thing in the recording studio, that's a really nice one is like perfect. Okay. Everything's perfect. And what do I, what do I mean by that? Not that it's just clean, but like, you know, all of the labels are facing forward on all the water bottles, the candy, whatever it may be. All right. It looks like a store. If it looks all like messed up, it's it sends a weird vibe to people. You know what I'm saying? It should be treated like a hotel. So if you have a really good personality, all right, and you are um, a good people person, and you have good hospitality experience and skills, customer service, all of that good stuff, and you want to be in a recording studio, that's a really, really, really good place for you to start out. So what you want to do is make that job for the assistant and engineer as easy as possible. That That's good career advice just for, for every job. Make your boss's job easier. Actively try to do that, and you will propel your career, okay? So now with the artist, though, this is where it's important. Get to know the artist and preemptively know what they want. If you go in and they got like Ozarka Waters, right, or Arrowhead, and you know they hate Arrowhead, and you see them come in to the studio with their own smart water, okay, guess what? Go talk to the studio manager. Tell them you're going to go on a run, and you're going to pick up a bunch of smart water for that artist. Here's why. Every time that artist comes into that recording studio and you're not there, they're going to tell that studio manager to call you to get you there because you make their lives a little easier and you help them not think about other things other than what they're going in there to do, okay? So that's what you want to do. Like if you're trying to get a job, let's say you got the job, that's what you want to do, right? So that's how you succeed in the job um, and just kind of give you a perspective on uh, – on uh, what what a runner does, okay? So you're there, you're there, you're there. Now you're that person's guy or girl, right? You're you're making their life easier. So now, two years from late, two years from that point or whatever, they go to a different studio. Guess what? If they think you're cool. Maybe they'll take your phone number, hit you up on Instagram, whatever. 
tell you, hey, can you come in and be the runner at this other studio? That's how you move up with these larger artists. Okay, you're not staying in one spot. All of the um, major people who work at these big studios, they might stay in one spot because like they're the staple. But all the people under them, like under the um, the uh, the what's it called? I'm sorry. This is this is stupid. I haven't had enough coffee today, and this is decaf because it's kind of late. Um, under the flowchart, I guess, uh, of what people do, um, the assistants and all that, they're probably doing more than one gig right so they're working with other people doing more freelance stuff so that's cool so you want to be that person um and i have a story about uh a crazy opportunity i'm going to share on the podcast in a second too so so anyways you want to do that and that's super important now under that is the intern the intern is definitely the one cleaning the toilets okay they're but they're also the one that isn't running and doing so much work because they're not going to get paid and a lot of people know that and it depends on what state you're working in sometimes like you know in california for example it's uh really difficult to work for free okay like it's really difficult to work for free so that's good for you but it's also bad for you if you're in a state like that like new york california and this is what you want to do it puts a lot of pressure on recording studios to allow you to come in. A lot of people want those experiences and they're willing to work for free. And most people I know, you get to a certain age or life situation, you can't work for free. I've been there many times um, and it sucks. But there are people out there that that are willing to work for free to get that kind of experience so they can move up, right? So what you want to do, if that's you, just go in there. And learn, absorb, uh, absorb, be a sponge, and then don't ask questions in the moment. Write them down, and then ask the engineer um, after the fact. Okay, when you're cleaning up, running cables, all that kind of stuff. Learn how to wrap cables. That's the other thing. If you can't wrap a cable, like you're you're messing things up. You're making it harder for everybody else too. So there is a way to wrap a cable, and if you don't do it correctly, everyone's going to make fun of you. So anyways, that's the hierarchy of the recording studio. And I wanted to tell that part first because that's really important when you're prospecting out and you're making sure you're setting realistic examples and you know what you're doing when you're talking to people, right? So if you try to apply for a job and go on um, to something you've never done before and you go into uh, show us how to wrap a cable. <laughs> I have a cable. I'll show it to you later. Um, but... Uh, if you uh, if you go out there and um, and you don't understand what you're about to get into, it's going to be hard for you to get that job, right? So that's super important that you understand that. Now, how do you get to that point? How do you go from a phone call to walking in on your first day? Well, what you, the first thing you have to think about is is like your vibe, your personality. What are you contributing? All of that stuff is super important. It's really important. Why? Because nobody wants to work with the awkward person. All right? You got to contribute to the vibe of the studio. And every studio is different, you know? And, and it's not always based off genre. Uh, some, it's always the people, you know? Some people are more uptight. Some people are more laid back. If you're, there's a lot of laid back studios. If you're uptight, and you, even if you're a hard worker, you're going to wake people out. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's not the right place for you, but it's definitely like there's definitely a place for you at a studio that like 
extremely detailed. They're like, hey, we only use this type of cleaner to, to clean floors or you're fired, that kind of stuff, which sounds bad, but it happens. Um, so you want to make sure that um, that you know that you're you're trying to be part of a family. These are small teams, right? And this is all outside of your skill set. Like that's not even the most important part yet. Okay. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. If you're a music producer and you're trying to get a job at a recording studio, not going to work. All right. It's not going to work. You're, um, it's kind of like a, an unsaid rule. Like in these, in these, uh, uh, studios, there's a difference obviously between an engineer and a producer. And if you don't know the difference, that's okay. We'll talk about that in another episode, but Music producers are there to make, create, facilitate music. Engineers are there to make that music that's being performed in the moment sound as good as it possibly can, okay? But here's the thing. Let's say you're a hip-hop producer and you make beats. And let's say that's your thing. Like, there's many ways to label yourself as a producer, but let's say you make beats. And you put that on your resume. They're not going to call you. You have to take that off. If you're a songwriter, maybe, but you're better off taking that off your resume if you are an artist, take it off your resume, okay? The reason is, is they're expecting the worst because they don't know you, okay? So they don't know you. They're expecting the worst. They're thinking that you're going to come in. There's going to be an artist there. And without anyone asking you that you may be trying to sling beats at them. That's unprofessional. And you may not be doing that, but they expect that because guess what? There's a lot of stupid people in the world. And um, they've run into a lot of them. So even though you may not be the stupid person I'm talking about, you um, you have to think about from their perspective that uh, this industry attracts a lot of people and a lot of them are stupid, okay? So you have to prove to them that you're not stupid. There is a time and a place for you to solicit your music in a recording studio and that is not the time, definitely not at the beginning. So I digress. Um, what you wanna do is make sure your resume is recording engineer focused you know how to you know uh explain audio workflow right that's super important how do you get the sound of the microphone into the computer and out to the computer uh the 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 speakers right the monitors that kind of stuff on a on a simple level right if they have a board do you know how to run a board even a simple one Okay, if you if you got a little interface, a little Scarlet 2i2, and you're in here, like, you know, go to a studio, have an interview, and they've got like an SSL or a Neve, and it's like 64 channels, and you don't even know anything about a board, they're not, you should probably not have that job if they're going to expect you to, to know that. You're not going to be able to fake it, okay? But you can learn it, right? You can learn it, but you can't fake it. Um, not all studios have that, though. But a lot of them do have patch base, which that's the confusing part for a lot of people is how do you get this mic into that compressor and then into, you know, it's all a patch base, like those old school um, operators from like the, the 50, 40s and 50s and stuff. Like that's what that looks like. So signal flow in your head is super important. Um, all of those things are important. Focusing on just your hardcore, like your hard skills, not your soft skills. They just care about hard skills. They want engineers. Can't, what software do you know? How good at it are you? Right? Um, if you're not good, don't 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 label it that you're an expert. Just 
take it off, right? Um, they want to know those types of things. So when you uh, put those things in your resume, that's what you're selling. You're selling something. You're selling your skill sets and your experience. Put put some things that you've worked on on there, right? That's super important too. Like if you haven't worked with other people, go try to record some friends. Um, go do some stuff for free to put on your uh, on your resume and then put that online. That's super important too. And uh, put that on your resume. Call around and try to find the right fit. Now, I was saying there's two types of jobs. The other type of job, um, and this works really well for people who aren't in a large city. Um, I did this in Houston with Jared. Um, we did this a little bit together. Freelance engineering. Okay, so if you're a little less experienced and you want a job in the music industry at a recording studio, this is the way, best way to go. Okay, and it happens to be you're probably going to make more money, which is really important too, right? So this is what you do: working freelance as an engineer, you're your own boss. You call around these studios and you're not asking for a job. You go, hey, do you offer freelance rooms, freelance opportunities? And let's say, for example, let's say, for example, because this is um, one of the, you know, examples. That, uh, this is one of the numbers that I, I, I would use uh, when I was working with uh, with Jared. So the studio that we were, would go around and, and try to get room rates without the engineer is typically 80 bucks. All right. 80 bucks an hour in Houston. Eighth Note pr- uh, Productions. It's like a really cool studio. All the gear was awesome. It wasn't, you know, anything insane, but it was like super high end, right? So um, usually it's 80 bucks an hour. Now, the owner and the engineer, they're not doing the work. I'm doing the work. They're charging me 40 an hour if I do a block, right? So then I go find my own bands and artists and I'm charging them 70 an hour, 75 an hour, right? I'm offering them a discount. And it's true, I am. I'm offering them a discount. Um, but I'm doing the work and I get to make 30, 40 bucks an hour, you know, which is pretty cool. And that's what you should do too. If you don't have a job, that's the best way to you start getting projects. And I guarantee you as a runner, you're not going to make 30 bucks an hour, right? And you don't have to have your own car. Maybe you, maybe you hire your own runner, you know, you have to think about things like this. If you want to be in the entertainment industry at all, you have to be an entrepreneur. Um, so anyways, um, Jared asked us, uh, if I could show you how to wrap a cable. Yeah, sure. I've got one right here. Fender guitar cable. All right. So you don't, you don't do this. That's stupid. Okay. It'll break the cable, uh, over time. What you do is you, um, if you notice when you buy cables, they all come in like a a perfect circle kind of with cable ties. So the memory of the cord is uh, is kind of built in. So what you do is you take it like this. All right, I'm gonna see if I can get my fingers in the right way. There we go. Like that, you twist like that. See, and you just keep going. That's how you wrap a cable. You don't put it around your arm like an idiot. And your cables will last a lot longer if you do that on your own too. Oh, like a garden hose. Yeah, don't do it like a garden hose. 
don't do it like a garden hose. You'll get fired if you uh, are at the studio wrapping it like a garden hose. Some studios do have a spindles type thing, like like a garden hose would, um, but uh, those are typically not very expensive cables. So, anyways, um, I've got a couple people watching. Before we wrap up, if anyone's got any uh, questions, you can just you know shoot them in the chat. Let me know. And if not, that's cool too. Here's what you can do. If you're watching this after the fact, it's going to be on a bunch of different platforms. Uh, go ahead and check out. It's in the uh, the video here, musicadvice.io. That's all of my affiliate links and stuff. Um, there's discounts on all kinds of stuff that I recommend as a musician. It could save you some money. It helps the, 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 uh, the channel out. If you're watching this on YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that and you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Uh, Twitch too. Please follow. Uh, I'm trying to get my... Uh, my my uh my following up a little bit and uh jared wants to know what skincare products do i use because i'm hashtag glowing oh man i love that you're here you're making it more fun so i appreciate it so when we have the podcast fully set up because this is my temporary setup uh jared's going to be a guest and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot more entertaining so um so anyways if you are checking this out thank you so much i really appreciate it um you can go to musicadvice.io if you have any questions. Uh, there's a Reddit community too. You can message me on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Ask me questions. I'm going to answer them on the show, which is pretty cool. And um, let me know if you have any questions about how to make it in the music industry. How do you start a small business in the music industry? What do you, Maybe you're just telling me about something you want to do. Or here's something really cool too. I have uh, music submissions for feedback. Those are all free. Everything I do for the most part is free. And uh, you can submit your tracks as well. Uh, if you go to blakemakesmusic.com, it's at the very top. You submit a form. It has to be on Spotify. That's the only that's the only kicker. And then um, you, uh, I'll review your your track. Maybe make you the featured artist of the day when I, uh, you know, do a more long form podcast. So. Thank you so much for hanging out, but don't go yet because I've got the uh, the uh, shameless promotion song. Have a great week, and maybe I will... Uh, oh, you want to know the best beginner software to learn music recording? All right, I'll answer that while we're here. All right, so here's what I use. I use Presona Studio One. They have a free version, and they have a um, uh, a paid version. It's really good, and if you go to Splice, you can actually do a monthly payment for like the the big stu- the the big version, right? And the way I explain it, it's like a perfect mix of Logic Pro, GarageBand, and Pro Tools. It's super easy, super very intuitive. Um, so yeah, I recommend Persona Studio One. Uh, they're on version five right now, which is kind of confusing. It's kind of like the when they Xbox started to. Uh, to say some stuff. Uh, getting some people from Russia or something. That's pretty cool. Welcome to the show. We're, we're wrapping up. So if you have any questions, you can, uh, you can uh, put them in the chat. I'll answer them for you. Um, I don't know what that, what that means, though. So pretty cool. Anyways, uh, thanks for hanging out. 
this is episode three. We're going to have a lot more episodes. The podcast is just going to grow and get better. And I'm super excited. We're going to have guests and all kinds of stuff, interviews, all kinds of amazing things. If you want that free book, go to rockmyrecords.com. You can pick up that free book. It's a whole ecosystem for making music and making a, uh, a career out of it on a realistic basis, okay? Like, don't be delusional about your music career. It's got sheets, it's uh, worksheets, all kinds of stuff for you to keep focused. I explain the music industry completely uh, perfect where anyone can understand it. It's not confusing. It's good for, you know, beginners all the way through experts just to keep you organized because creative people typically are not organized people. And organization, preparing, planning, all that stuff, that's really the magic behind having a, a successful music career. So make sure you check that out. Um, rockmyrecords.com or you can go to musicadvice.io and I will see everybody tomorrow or next week whenever I figure out the podcast schedule. Thank you so much. This podcast is brought to you by Robinhood. When I make royalties from music streams, do you know what I do with the money? I invest it. That's right. With the Robinhood app, you can invest your royalties from DistroKid directly into your Robinhood investment account instantly. Robinhood allows you to take your music income and invest any portion of it into stocks or cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum and stocks like Apple and Tesla. No one's promising you'll get rich from investing, but with a little education, a couple of dollars from your music, you could turn your music income into more income. You can even get a debit card and buy regular everyday items with your account too. It's just like any regular bank account. Life Makes Music is not a financial advisor and all the financial information is purely for entertainment or educational purposes only. To get a free stock when you sign up for Robinhood, check out musicadvice.com. Io.